As we mature into our adult selves, there are many components that make us who we are, but there are always pieces missing from the story. We're here to fill in the blanks. Welcome to Fill in the Blank Podcast. I'm your host, John Green. Quite a few weeks have passed since my last episode. And this one was supposed to be about success in marriage. But for some reason, even with my notes, just trying to get the words out, it just doesn't feel right. Well, for one, I had wished and hoped that my wife could actually join in on this episode so she could chime in on her thoughts about some things. But also in light of everything that's going on, which I did not plan to address in any 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 type of platform, whether podcast or live video or anything, it's just been difficult to formulate a cohesive thought. Um, my brain goes back to 2008, where I was an employee at American Axel. And that was the year that we had went on strike. Well, we actually went on strike late 2007 into early 2008. And by the end of 2008, the rug was pretty much snatched out from under us. We were let go from our jobs. And just last week, with all the coronavirus, COVID-19 quarantines and businesses shutting down, I was taken back to that time when we were at work on uh, Wednesday, Wednesday of this past week. And there was a kind of a awkward air. It was a really strange atmosphere at work. Everyone was, I guess, expecting to be sent home because other businesses had shut down. So when the word came down that, yes, we would indeed be going home and being laid off indefinitely, it really struck a chord with me. It's uh, it's a really sinking, empty feeling to walk out of a building, your place of employment, and not knowing when you'll return. Now, in the case of American Axel, I knew that when I clocked out on December 8th of 2008, that it would be my last time ever setting foot in those buildings. And just this past week, um, I'm not looking at a calendar, so I won't try to recall the date, but I mean, it's still fresh in my mind, but... Clocking out that day, although it's a temporary thing, it still has that feeling of uncertainty. You know, what's it going to be like when we do eventually get back? And just the word indefinite. You know, every everything is basically set up at about three weeks. So most 
things like schools where they've actually extended the school closure from April 6th to the 13th. So that's another week added on. And there's talks of just doing away with the rest of the school year. We don't know how long this is going to go on, how long this pandemic is going to last. You know, if they'll find a cure or some type of remedy. And even with the vaccines, if they do figure out a way to contain and control it, we know that there'll still be cases of it. But they'll just have a better means of containment and control for it. But again, when it comes to the uncertainty of my employment, you know, it's it's uh, not really scary, but it's nerve wracking. It's it's really nerve wracking because you're used to having a stable, steady income, being able to provide for your family. And true enough, the company will file unemployment on our behalf, but that could take weeks to process. And it's still not going to be what you're used to bringing home. You know, I'm I'm thankful for it. I'm I'm glad that I will still have some income, but how long will it go on? I'm truly grateful for my wife. She owns her own business. She owns a daycare. And even though there's still some major precautions that have to be taken in order for her to remain open, you know, I appreciate the fact that she is open and is still able to maintain a certain level of clientele while all this is going on. There are some parents who are fearful of bringing their children, which I mean, understandably so, because we don't have a firm grasp on how this is transmitted. You know, there are people who don't show any symptoms, then all of a sudden they're sick, they're in the hospital. So I can understand parents not wanting to bring their children to daycare. So there's the whole essential worker thing. You know, if you're an essential worker and you have to go to work, you still need child care. So, of course, priority is given to those workers. And my wife also has the option to take take in her non-essential workers or her regular clientele. In light of all of that, she's taken a huge hit. She's gone from having a certain number of children to having maybe half of that now. So that means that her income has basically been cut in half as well. So we're not struggling. And I sincerely hope that it does not come to that point. But we have food on the table. We have toilet paper. (laughs) We have, you know, all our sanitizing needs and cleaning supplies. Because ironically, just before this whole coronavirus came to a head, as it did, there were certain sicknesses that went through the daycare, as they normally do. You know, you have children who constantly put things in their mouths so if one gets sick it just kind of passes along so we did have the stomach bug that went through we had several that were out with the flu at one time 
So when that was going on, we bought all of the necessary things to clean and sanitize the daycare from top to bottom. So in that regard, we have everything we need because we had just come from illnesses coming going through the daycare. So we didn't have to run out and make a mad dash for bleach and hand sanitizer and things like that because we already had it. And by us having a household of four plus the additional 12 bottoms that come through the daycare, toilet paper was not an issue either. So we had all of that. We had all of all of the things that we needed. There's just this strange, it's, it's, it's really eerie to wake up in the morning knowing that your kids are not going to school, you're not going to work, you can't just go out and wander <laughs> as you would normally do. You know, just going to a store to browse. They, The government has suggested that we don't do that for obvious reasons. And, and I can, I can, I can get with that. You know, we like to go out and maybe to hit a target run or something like that, or maybe hit a movie after my wife closes for the day, just so we can get her out of the house because she's in the house all day for her, for her daycare. So in order for her to feel like she's off work, she needs to leave the house. So for someone in her position, you know, I really feel for her because she made the joke earlier today that uh, being on the self-quarantine, she won't really notice a difference because she's in the house all day anyway. But when she, quote unquote, punches that clock at six when she gets off or when she closes for the day, what does she have? We have a good meal. We've been cooking a lot of dinners. I mean, we actually started cooking more at home even before this all started. So we'll have a good meal. We'll sit, talk, maybe play a game or something with, with the girls. And then we'll watch Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune. Maybe we'll catch a movie, make some homemade popcorn. And then it's basically off to bed because there's really nothing, nothing else to do. But during this time, it's really a good way for my family to reconnect. I do have an older daughter who's no longer in the home. You know, she's off living on her own, doing her own, doing her own thing. And Marjani, if you're listening, I love you and I hope that everything is going well for you. Stay safe. And, uh, you know, it's, so it's just me, my wife, and my two younger daughters in the home now. So... I have to make sure that I'm doing everything to keep them safe, to keep them occupied, keep them entertained. And it gets difficult sometimes because you feel like you've run out of things to do. But in this day and age with electronics and the age of information, it's not uncommon to just see everyone looking down at their phones but that has gotten to a point where sometimes I just want to throw my phone out the window because I am so tired of hearing about COVID-19 and coronavirus and we have more cases and the government says this and the president says that and people dying who've never died before, which 
I don't feed into the goofy articles like that one. Maybe he said it, maybe he didn't. I didn't watch the press conference where he supposedly said it, but I do know that it's a line from a Medea movie. So with that being said, check your sources before you start putting things online, people. Because it's so easy to put something out there and people run with it and they take it as the gospel truth and it may not be so. I really had no intention on doing a coronavirus podcast, but I guess I had some things to get off my chest. Not much, but, you know, just addressing the frustration behind everything, addressing the uncertainty, trying to make sure that my children's peace of mind is intact. You know, it's it's so many people who are suffering from anxiety and depression and Situations like this can really pull them down into a a really deep hole. So as a parent, as parents in general, speaking to all of you out there, it's our job to make sure that our children are mentally sound during this time. I see so many different posts and I'm, I'm hoping that it's all in fun you know, just just jokes with people talking about, you know, having to homeschool their children and, you know, they're getting suspended from school and, you know, getting kicked out of homeschool. You know, it's 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 comical. And I understand that we need sometimes we need comedy to give us a mental release. But I sincerely hope that parents out there are taking time with their children. Use this time to connect with your children, learn your children, especially if you're a parent who works a lot and you don't really get to spend a whole lot of time with your children. Use this time to your advantage. Get to know your children. Get to know more about them. Find out what what goes on in their world. You know, what makes them tick. It's It's really heartbreaking to see especially in my wife's line of work, when you have parents who are at home, even if they're working from home, but parents who are at home or they have a house full of people, yet they still find it necessary in their mind to drop their children off at daycare or they'll make references on social media to wanting their children out of their face, out of the house, it, it's really sad. When my children were younger, I jumped at every opportunity I could to spend time with them. When my oldest daughter was very young, I had the opportunity to spend a lot of time with her. My wife was working. We were working opposite shifts. So we would we would just hang out, spend the day together. My wife worked at a department store, so sometimes we would just go to the mall hang out, buy something, maybe visit my wife at work. And it was, it was just the two of us. We'd just be out. Then when my second one came along, it was the same thing. If there was an opportunity for me to spend time with my girls, I did that. And now we have our youngest, we call her Bear, <laughs> Sky Bear. I don't I don't know how that whole name came about, but it just got shortened down to Bear. That's my my baby girl. You know, she's she's very special. 
she has such a sweet personality and she sees so much in the media and I know she takes it all in and she may have a hard time understanding some of the things that are going on, even though she's quite mature for her age. I know that there's a lot of things that makes her scratch her head and say, well, why is that? So it's my job as her father and my wife's job as her mother to make sure that she can process the things that she sees and try to not necessarily shield her from the things that we feel she can't handle, but to make sure that she can handle those things that she sees. And that's a that's a very delicate thing to do, especially when in the in the age of sexual freedom. You can choose what you want to be, who you want to be, who you want to be with. And and it's all acceptable now. And when we were growing up, that was something that was kept behind closed doors. So we were shielded from the things that are just so open now. So we have to figure out ways to present it to her or explain the things that she sees so that she can understand it at her level. So parents, I implore you, talk to your children, spend time with them. Even if you don't say a word, let them talk. Hear what they're saying. In in the podcast that I was going to do, it was going to be success in marriage. Communication was one of the key factors in that success. But communication is a major factor in any relationship, whether it's parent to child, uh, work relationships, any type of business relationships, as well as marriage. So communicate with your children. Uh, hear what they're saying. Try to understand what they're saying. Try to bring your intellect to a level that matches theirs so that you can have a dialogue. And at the same time, you want to elevate them to a level to where they can speak clearly and freely about the things that are going on in their mind. It's not easy. It's not easy to do. They may say some things that are not easy for you as a parent to hear, especially when they talk about things that go on that you're not around to witness. Those are some very difficult conversations to have. Well, they can be some very difficult conversations to have, but in the end, they can be very re rewarding because it develops another layer to your relationship with your child. And it's, it's a layer that will never go away. It, it gives you a new level of understanding amongst each other. I can't stress it enough. Parents, please love your children. Spend time with your children. Don't act like they're a burden to you. You had them. Now be the parents that you're supposed to be. So parents, if you're listening to this and you want to share this with your children, please feel free. I try to make all of my episodes family friendly. You know, there's no profanity, no foul language, no um, indecent innuendos or anything like that. I try to make it so anyone can listen. So 
This is one that I believe you could share with your children, listen to it together, and try to use it as a tool to help strengthen the family foundation. You know, we're all trying to deal with this in our own way. You know, some of us are having anxiety issues. We're getting cabin fever. And it hasn't even been that long for us here in Michigan. But we need to use this time to our advantage. It's been said over and over again. You see it on social media. Rebuild the family. Reconnect with your family. And that's true. That's something that we definitely need to do. Because the family structure in today's society is so fractured. It's sad that it took something of this magnitude to make us realize what's really important to us. You know, so many things are, quote unquote, taken away during this self-quarantine. But if you really think about it, of the things that were taken away, what's really essential? We have the basics at home. Food, shelter, the things that are required to get us through day to day, and we have each other. So please, children, parents, everyone, let's just stay safe and we'll, we'll all get through this one way or another. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fill in the Blank Podcast. Be sure to click that subscribe button on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts so you can be up to date on all the new episodes as they come out. You can also catch me on my Facebook page at John Green or on my Twitter and Instagram pages at J-O-N underscore J-O-N 365. Talk to you soon.